You're listening to the Biz Booster Podcast, a podcast for future multi-seven-figure entrepreneurs. Here, we strip down marketing to the basics and help even the newest CEO elevate and automate their marketing strategy. I'm your host, Nina Blom, CEO and founder of Blom Social Co., a digital marketing agency for women-led brands and businesses. Put on those headphones and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Biz Booster Podcast. It's your girl, Nina, here. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to handle pricing objections as an online service-based business owner. So if you own a business, if you're providing a service specifically that is online, so this is all my digital marketers, my creative agencies, my digital marketing agencies, whatever you want to call yourself, solopreneurs, so if you're a social media manager or any kind of freelancer, this episode is specifically created for you. So make sure you stick around. So pricing objections are pretty common and they're a common challenge that many online service-based business owners have and face on a day-to-day basis, especially if you're doing any sort of like manual outbound lead generation, if you're cold emailing people, if you have all of these different strategies that um, I know people are telling you you should be using, yada, yada, yada and you're going out to actually seek prospects and generate leads for your business, pricing objections can happen a lot, especially if you're having a lot of sales conversations. Now, if you're newer, you're a newer CEO, you're just now getting to the point where you're ready to start doing that lead generation, start doing some of that engagement, start building up an audience for your business um, and a pool of leads that you can pull from and hopefully end up closing then you might not be as familiar with this process. But a lot of times when you're having conversations via email, in the DMs, behind the scenes in some way, shape, or form with a business owner that is interested in working with you, if you're working with other business owners, it could be brands, it could be influencers, it could just be a regular person. Um, But you tend to have like back and forth conversations with these people. And in those conversations is where those pricing objections tend to happen. Or if you have constructed a funnel or some sort of like landing page, you can use your content to funnel these potential clients, these prospects, these leads, whatever you want to call it. There's so many terms for it. They all essentially mean the same freaking thing. I like to keep it simple around here. So the people that you're reaching out to within your content that you're targeting and your messaging is targeted towards inside of your marketing, they are probably going to click that link in your bio, head to your website, move through your funnel. And once they kind of get to the point where it's it's time to swipe the credit card and they see your pricing, sometimes that's how objections can happen there. So you would want to handle objections through your content. But we're going to get into all of this in just a second. I just wanted to touch on and kind of describe what pricing objections look like specifically for the business owner that might not be at the stage where they've experienced it yet. So inside of this episode, we're going to be exploring why pricing objections happen, how you can prevent them, and some strategies that you can use to handle pricing objections as they occur. So first of all, why do pricing objections even happen? And they can happen for a variety of reasons. I kind of listed some scenarios in which they would happen, but sometimes clients just simply don't have the budget for your services, especially if you're selling something higher ticket. If you are a coach or consultant and you're selling higher ticket consulting services or programs or courses or whatever it is, a lot of times some people just don't have the budget and that's okay because you are targeting the people that do have the budget for these things, right? And hopefully your program, your course, whatever delivers the results of a program at whatever cost, whatever high ticket cost that you're selling it for. But sometimes you could be 
gauging your pricing and you could have pretty fair pricing. I've seen this happen a lot where service providers specifically will like kind of price themselves in the middle. They're not priced too low and low would be something like what you see on like Fiverr and Upwork. No offense to anyone that's on there. I think it's a great platform to get started, get some projects under your belt, build a portfolio if that's what you choose to do. But a lot of times like you're like underpricing yourself or it kind of like the way Fiverr and Upwork are set up, it can kind of limit you. But if you have kind of fairly priced yourself based off of, you know, what other agencies, other, you know, solo entrepreneurs that are, you know, maybe marketing on Instagram specifically um, and that are kind of like in your network are pricing themselves and you're still getting pricing objections, that's where some people can get confused. So yeah, first reason is that some people just don't have the budget. And when they just don't have the budget or they're not willing to, you know, expand their budget or they just don't want to, or they're not looking for that like elevated level of service. So um, going beyond their budget doesn't make sense. All of those things. Other times they may be comparing your prices to those of your competitors. So again, if you have pretty fair pricing and you've done your market research again, especially within your network um, or within like the network of entrepreneurs that maybe are targeting the same in the same niche, right? Um, they're targeting the same audience. And you feel like you're kind of in the middle of these things. There might be newer entrepreneurs that are pricing themselves lower than you. And experience might not be something that that specific business owner or person or whatever cares about. It just is what it is sometimes. Sometimes they're just looking for the cheapest person and they don't care if you, you know, if that's your niche and you have expertise and experience in that field and whatever. Sometimes they just want the cheapest person that they can find to get some of the stuff off of their plate, regardless of what their budget looks like. We're capitalism, we're hardwired to, you know, make labor costs really cheap for us. So that way we can profit the most and our overhead isn't so much. That's just like how business goes. And sometimes people are just hardwired to do that. And they're going to have to understand that if they want, you know, an elevated level of service that they can't, you know, expect $500 a month for social media management, right? Especially if they're wanting the work of a full-time social media manager (laughs) done in that $500 a month. It's not going to happen. And, you know, eventually they're going to realize that as more people kind of know their worth with their pricing, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And kind of piggybacking off of that, some cases, they just might not fully understand the value of the services that you can provide, right? They might not understand what it can do for their business. This is something that you can really hone in on inside of your messaging, inside of your content and kind of make clear for whatever reason. It's important to remember that pricing objections are a such a natural part of the sales process and you can overcome them as long as you kind of thicken your skin a little bit and you don't take the objections personally, number one. Number two, pricing objections kind of feel like rejection. And as long as you don't buckle to that rejection and say, well, I've had five people object, <laughs> that word is so... is doesn't fit in that sentence for whatever reason, but I've had five people object to the pricing that I've set. Maybe I should just lower my pricing. Nine times out of 10, by the time you get to that fifth person, second person, whenever you're starting to doubt your pricing, by the time you lower your pricing, I guarantee you and and market it and, or say that something's on sale or whatever it is, 
by the time that you get all of that together, you announce it on your Instagram story, you make a post about it. You could have been putting that energy and time into finding the right person for those services that does have the budget, right? And really niching into who your target audience is and, you know, maybe doing some lead generation, maybe engaging with them, stuff like that. Now, that's not the only way, but, you know, making yourself feel seen, getting conversations started with these people and networking with these people, you could have probably found someone that was willing to pay what your pricing was. And then the long-term effects of that is that you're, you know, you feel undervalued and underpaid because you were just trying to get a client in through the door. (laughs) And with that, the consequence of that is that eventually you'll start to resent that client, especially if you're marketing the same level of service like the same level of service that you were offering at a higher price, it's the same exact package and you're just like cutting it down by... So if you have a $1,000 a month package and let's say that it had all of these things included in it and you're cutting the price by $500, so it's going to be $500 a month instead, the long-term effects of that are going to be that you're going to resent those clients because you're going to be getting paid half of what you originally when you set your pricing deemed fair for that level of service and those amounts of different deliverables, et cetera, et cetera. And that's not a good place to be because when you're resenting your clients, you start to kind of like feel unmotivated to do your work. And it can also kind of like trickle down into not feeling like passionate about what you're doing, getting lazy with certain things, not delivering, you know, the client experience that you're advertising. And it can lead to like a really high turnover rate. I've seen this time and time again, when people come to me and they talk to me about oh, I lowered my pricing. My pricing's really low. Or they're trying to find a way to raise their pricing because this is exactly how they're feeling. And they'll have situations where they're like, yeah, client doesn't feel like we're a good fit anymore or what have you. So make sure that you're not just like cutting your pricing because you're getting pricing objections. Don't let that tear you down. But we are going to talk about how to prevent pricing objections. There are strategic ways that you can prevent pricing objections, especially when you are starting out knowing these things and kind of having these things in the back of your mind so you can practice them and get really good at them is going to be really great for you. So one really great way that you can just like avoid and prevent getting pricing objections is by just being 100% transparent and being upfront. I'm going to kind of do a mini case study on myself for you guys really quickly. Um, I used to think that you had to be like super secretive about your pricing because I was, my money mindset was like ridiculous when I first started my business. Okay. So when I was offering, you know, social media management packages as a solo entrepreneur all by myself, I was like, okay, this is going to be like 300 a month and then 600 a month and then 900 a month. And I wanted to keep everything under a thousand dollars. I was like, there's no way in heck that anyone is going to pay that much. They're going to think that's way too much to just give some random girl online who has a cool Instagram and seems to know what she's talking about. Like no one's going to do that. I wouldn't do that. Like I would just like put out a job application or something. And with that being said, when I did that, I felt like I had to be like super secretive about my pricing. So my pricing wasn't on my website. You had to book a call with me, a sales call or discovery call, whatever you call it with me in order for me to kind of like, okay, these are my clients needs. Here's the package that I think would be the best fit for them. And then I would kind of do with, I mean, it was a sales call. I would then pitch that package to them and, you know, I would do the typical, like, stay quiet. I would tell them, hey, this package is going to be $600 a month or $300 a month or $900 a month. And then I would just sit back and I would be quiet. And, you know, I mean, although that's a correct when it comes to like sales strategy, the first person to talk is is going to lose. Um, that's not always the case. There was plenty of times where people were like, okay, well, let me think about that. And I, I think a couple of them even like just objected because it was like super low. 
low pricing is not always great pricing. So just a little bit of background. But as soon as I put my prices up and displayed them on my website, as soon as I started to put them out on my Instagram and I was transparent about things and people didn't feel like I was going to like hide, I, I got a lot more inquiries and the calls that I did jump on the quote unquote discovery calls or sales calls. I don't really do a lot of those anymore. I have an application process now, but the calls that I did end up jumping on for those um, ended up being clients that I closed probably like nine out of 10 times. So being transparent, be upfront about your pricing and what everything includes, what deliverables are going to come with it. Be really, really clear on what they're going to get again on your website, on your different social media channels, right? This can help potential clients just understand the value of your services and avoid any surprises that are going to come down the road. So you just like lobbing in an add-on or like, oh yeah, but engagement and lead generation on top of this package is also going to cost like an extra $300 a month if that's what you want. Just list it out. If you got like a -a Build-A-Bear style, (laughs) build a custom package offer, which I think would be really cool. Someone should do that. I haven't seen a lot of those then just make sure that everything is listed and that they can like calculate how much it's going to cost. But have it somewhere, have it open, out and open what your pricing is. And don't let anybody else tell you different because it's it's never good to just like wait until you get on a call with someone to like tell them that, that something that you're offering is going to cost them $5,000 and waste their time and your own time when you do that, um, especially if they would have never even booked the call with you if they knew that, right? It's never a good thing. And it's just a waste of time for both parties. So the next thing is just to focus on value. Instead of just talking about the cost of your services, focus on the value that they provide for whoever your target audience is, for your potential clients, right? You want to help those potential clients understand how your services help them achieve their goals and overcome any challenges, right? We talk about the different kinds of content. So problem awareness content. And like when you are pitching your services or your offers or whatever as the solution to those problems, you want to also make sure that in that pitch, you're going to talk about how that can help them achieve their goals and overcome whatever challenges that they're currently facing. And then maybe do some social proof um, to like prove the results. That's going to be a really great way to kind of handle objections. And you don't even have to do this individually, like when you're talking to people in the DMs or when you are emailing back and forth with people that, you know, have questions after they, you know, and they contacted you from your website, whatever. You want to build business relationships as well. That's going to be our third thing. So building relationships with potential clients can help you establish trust and credibility. So when I talk about engagement and lead generation, There's like this old strategy that I hope no one, I hope to goodness, no one is still using. I still get DMs that are just like cold DMs all the time. I don't mean go around cold cold DMing people and then like pretending that you want to like be their friend in the DMs um, on Instagram specifically. And then waiting to like read the room on like asking them like strategic questions (laughs) and then like waiting for them to like read the room on when you need to like pitch, right? Oh, is this going to be a good time for me to like tell them that they should book a call with me? Or is this going to be a really good time for me to like tell them that they should like buy my course? That is so inauthentic and we don't want to do that. So that's not what I'm talking about about when I say building relationships. I'm talking about networking. I'm talking about collaborating with these people. Basically get inside the room, get inside the room. Even if you're just listening inside the room, get inside of the room, network in some way, shape, or form. And then as you're networking, you can get more comfortable and then you can actually kind of build an actual relationship with that person. Specifically in my community, so my creative agency specifically, it targets military and veteran-owned businesses. So 
With that being said, my community is pretty like close niche. And so I got inside of a lot of Facebook groups. Um, I became a an ambassador for that Facebook group. So I was posting in that Facebook group regularly so I can kind of like push a good foot forward and establish myself as an authority. And I got a lot of referrals from that, just being in that one room for creative entrepreneurs. So again, it can make it a lot easier to overcome any pricing objections that might arise because you have that relationship and they, first of all, already trust that you're going to deliver based off of that relationship that you build. They know what your credibility is because you've probably showed them your work, showed them some results at some point, or they're following your content really closely because you guys have that relationship now and they're just seeing it on whatever feed or social channel that you're posting it on, right? And again, it just makes it so much easier to kind of overcome those things. And they're coming to you, especially if they're referring people to you or they're being referred to you. A lot of times those people are already going to tell them like what the pricing is. (laughs) So they're probably not going to even reach out unless they know that they already want to work with you. And again, having that trust and that credibility is just going to make those pricing objections just go away. So the next thing I just want to really dive into is some strategies for handling pricing objections. So even with those those really good prevention strategies in place, pricing objections are still going to happen. They're still going to occur. Um, And here are just some strategies that you can use to handle those objections um, when they do occur. So first of all, you want to listen carefully. So listen to that specific potential client's concerns and try to understand where they're coming from. This can help you address their concerns more effectively. And when you're taking the time to, I guess, categorize like what their end goal actually is, like here are my concerns, here are the things that I'm concerned with, here is like what the goal is. Something's not adding up here. When you understand exactly what that client needs, when you're really carefully listening to them, it is going to help you if you do have a pricing objection at the end of that conversation with them. It can probably help you close them by creating something custom, getting their foot in the door. Obviously, if the price is going down, the level of service is also going to go down, but you can still maybe help them get to their goal, maybe a little slower, maybe with a little less like attention, whatever it is, whatever that angle is, whatever those concerns that they're trying to get over are, you can probably build something custom for them and still get them on the books, still get them inside the door and as you're helping them do that and you're giving them, you know, putting your best foot forward and they're seeing results off of that, their budget will likely increase because you're delivering results, right? And they'll end up moving into what you originally thought would be best for them. So first of all, listen, then you want to maybe even reframe the objection for them. So this is very typical, like typical framework. You want to listen and then you want to reframe the objection, right? So You want to do this in a way that kind of emphasizes the value of your services. So for example, if a potential client says that your services are too expensive, it's like flat out, it's like, oh, that's too expensive for me. I'm so sorry. You could kind of respond by saying like, yeah, this is an investment for your business um, and it, it can help you achieve X, Y, and Z. We're telling me about how this and this and this is a concern. Well, if you want to kind of move past those roadblocks that you're facing, this is the investment that's going to take you past those things. So you can reframe it for them. Like, yes, I know it's expensive, but it's expensive because these are the results that I deliver. And here is what that's going to do for your business. And here are the goals that you're going to be able to achieve after that investment is made. You can achieve these things without making the investment, but at the end of the day, I'm an expert in this. (laughs) So period, right? Again, this is a very casual way of speaking. 
but I just kind of want to put it into your head that that is what like reframing the conversation looks like. And this is really going to work in the DMs and it'll probably work as well in on calls and emails. It's going to work everywhere. <laughs> then you want to offer those options. So like I was saying in the first point that I made about listening and listening really carefully, understanding where they're coming from, where their concerns are, what their goals are. You want to offer other options. So offer different pricing options that might be more like palatable for them. So this could look like a payment plan or it could look like a special discount just for them. You don't want to do that for, you know, because you don't have to, you don't have to really lower your pricing. You can just take, again, those concerns and those needs and those goals that you listen to really closely and you can kind of come up with a strategy to help them as much as possible within their budget and yeah just offer them something different that is more palatable for them and then you can just make sure that you are demonstrating that you are an expert in this this is all about trust you guys so and also demonstrating social proof kind of goes hand in hand with this but you want to demonstrate your expertise and the results that you achieve for other clients um, so this can help those potential clients see the value of your services and be more willing, willing to invest in them. So something that really closes sales for a lot of larger, larger, small businesses, but a larger online service providers that have larger platforms is they always have video testimonials. They are always posting their clients results. They're doing case studies. They're doing the work. They're putting in the work to show their audience that they are an expert and that what they are doing works. They're not just, you know, putting out a whole bunch of fluff. And if you can focus on that and also learn how to bring those things up in a sales conversation, in an email that someone is, you know, maybe objecting your pricing, it's going to be super valuable for you. So that's going to be all for today's episode of the Biz Booster podcast. Let me know if you want more episodes like this. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram at Blom Social Co. And I really love to hear from you guys about that, actually, because I have a lot of ideas when it comes to actually like selling and building your business as an online service provider. And if that's something that you want to see and hear about, let me know. Again, I hope that you found these strategies for handling pricing objections super helpful. And remember that pricing objections are literally just the most natural part of the sales process. It's going to happen to you. Get ready. Brace yourself. Don't take it personally. But again, with the right approach and the right strategies, they can be overcome super duper easily. So make sure that you're focusing on the value of your services, building those relationships with those potential clients and using the strategies that we talked about in today's episode. So that way you can build a successful service-based online business that provides value for your clients. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I will see you all in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biz Booster Podcast. Make sure to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. And for more free content and guidance on your journey to building your dream business, please make sure to go follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Blom Social Co. And don't forget to subscribe to the Biz Booster Podcast. For more resources and full show notes, visit ninabvirtually.com slash podcast. And we'll see you in the next episode.